One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hi, welcome to Hollywood Crime Scene. This is Rachel Fisher. Hi, this is Desi Jenikin. And today we are joined by a very special guest, Kara Berry from Everyone's Business But Mine. I cannot believe this. You guys just told me I'm the first person to do a remote podcast with you guys. That's crazy. Yeah. I'm, I'm honored. Our first, you're our first ever remote guest. And we've only ever had like one other person do a main episode with us. Yeah. This is a so. real, real honor. Maybe I should be nervous. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad we're talking about something very personal to me, very near and dear to my heart. And that is the Kitchen Nightmares episode, Amy's Baking Company. Wow, wow, wow. Watching this again was incredible. It's like a Housewives aficionado. It was so much like Housewives banter at some points that I felt so at home. Um, I love a terrifying woman. So this was a great experience for me. I've often thought they should do a Real Housewives of Scottsdale. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I agree. Because <laughs> I go to Arizona a lot and I'm fascinated by Scottsdale women. It's like a certain type that Amy is definitely like in that vibe. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's a wild uh, area of the country. She would have fit right in with Housewives of Scottsdale and they should have made it happen. Andy. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> uh, there used to be a, a TV show called like, um, I don't remember what it was called, but it was like Scottsdale Book Club. And it was almost oh. like a ripoff of Real Housewives that was on like CBS. <laughs> I feel like this is a, it's like either a figment of my imagination because right. no one else ever saw it, but I must have been the one person who was interested in it. <laughs> I have to research it. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to start off with a prologue before we get into the episode, which we'll, we'll do a little recapping of the episode. I, I, I hope that our listeners have watched this episode. We we told everyone to watch it ahead of this week just to get the full scope. You got to it's it, it's truly something that needs to be seen to be believed. On December 10th, 2012, the Phoenix New Times published an article titled Screaming Expletives and Eventually Police all in the first night of Kitchen Nightmares taping at Amy's Baking Company. Now, obviously this was this came out before the episode aired, but I did see some old newspaper articles that said like coming Kitchen Nightmares is coming to Scottsdale, we're looking for participants who want to eat at the restaurant for the right. taping. So that so they were already kind of covering it as like local color. Yes. Kitchen Nightmares is here. Yeah. So I'm I'm just going to read this article from the Phoenix New Times. It's very short. It says, Yelpers went nuts over the weekend. And guess who was the topic? Amy Buzaglo of Amy Amy's Baking Company in Scottsdale, who apparently cooked up a storm on Saturday. In fact, I reached out to one diner who was at Saturday night's taping of Kitchen Nightmares at Amy's. 
he got a very real dose of reality television, more than he bargained for, actually. Although he had heard about owner Amy... I have such a hard time pronouncing this last name. Amy... Just call her Amy Baking. Amy Amy B. Although he had heard of owner Amy B's reputation, the diner, who wishes to remain anonymous because of a confidentiality agreement he signed for the show's producers, tells me he was more more a fan of the Fox reality show, in which British celebrity chef Gordon Ramsay spends a week with a failing restaurant to try and bring it back to life and wanted to be a part of it. What he didn't count on was the chaos that happened that evening. I couldn't believe it was real, he says. The scene started almost immediately. It was very tense, the diner tells me. You could hear Amy yelling in the kitchen and Sammy was running all over the dining room. Other tables were complaining and people were leaving because we were waiting so long for their food. My partner and I had reservations for 645. By 930, we still hadn't received our pizza. Jesus. Can I just say something real quick? Yes. Um... I'm just having a lot of questions about this person who wants to remain anonymous yet is giving a lot of very specific details about who they are. <laughs> right. <laughs> NDA. It's just giving a lot. But move on. Uh, it, I mean, it just goes on. But basically, he confirms that what he witnessed was not like their craziness was not a result of editing. I would have lived. That would be the only time I would be okay with my food taking a while. Yeah. <laughs> if I had a front row to this show. If it was right. to witness this absolute shit show that happened. So the he later on in the article, it says, still without pizza, the diner went up to the cash register to talk to Sammy, who was arguing with another customer. When Sammy saw the diner, he told him his pizza was coming. When the diner answered that Sammy had told the diner that an hour ago, Sammy responded by saying, why don't you go fuck yourself? And (laughs) and I like that he spoke back to Sammy after seeing all of this stuff. (laughs) This incident is portrayed in the episode. Yeah, it's the guy in the red shirt. It's the guy in the red shirt. I can remember him. It's the guy in the red shirt. when His cover's blown. Yeah. (laughs) The dumb bitch network found him out. (laughs) (laughs) And he said, it continues. And according to the diner, it wasn't long before Amy came out to see what was happening. And now that's the end of this article. But we're going to get into some more. That must be like when like the Wicked Witch shows up. (laughs) Like in a, a puff of smoke. (laughs) so the infamous amy's baking company episode of kitchen nightmares premiered on may 10th 2013 and it became a viral sensation people who had never even seen kitchen nightmares before tuned in to see what the big deal was about yeah like i mean this was an early twitter trending topic it was everywhere yeah it was absolutely everywhere. It was like the dark ages of memes. So there were some really uh, stupid memes going around. It was like BuzzFeed's number one <laughs> go-to story. <laughs> and while there had been no shortage of deranged restaurant owners featured on the show before, Amy and Sammy's behavior was so bad that for the first time in Kitchen Nightmares history, Gordon Ramsay walked out. Is that the only time? Yes. As well? Okay. This is the oh, only wow. time. And I have watched every single episode of this show. Some of oh, them wow. multiple I mean, times. I've watched a bunch now too. And it's like, sometimes it seems like he might leave, but he never does. Like he always comes back the next day. 
he realized he could not help these individuals. That's what every doctor they've ever seen as well as thought. <laughs> like all the therapists they've seen, if they have. I mean, as we say in the sober community, Amy and Sammy are constitutionally incapable of being honest with themselves. Damn. Oh, absolutely. That's- and you know what they, they also are like a Bonnie and Clyde couple that I like to refer to them. Like it's them against the world and yes. they're just like, everybody is the enemy and they're just like, it's like bad girls club. Like they're just tag teaming left and right. Yes. It's like a paranoia. I agree. It's like some kind of like, um, fully ado too. like they're yeah. in it together <laughs> and none yeah. of their behavior is crazy because the other one's right up there with them. Right. Co-signing it. Yeah. No, right. it's very, uh, it's such an interesting thing to watch. I don't yeah. want to be a part of it personally, but like, and I do believe that Amy, like her personality, like she, she's, she doesn't want anyone's help. She doesn't believe she needs help. What damage has been hap- has happened to you where you think every <laughs> everyone trying to help you is a personal attack? Do you know what I mean? It's, it's like so yeah. it's so like against what I am. Like <laughs> Right. And like she's I feel so like you can t- ready to have an excuse for everything. Like, well, you're just stupid. You don't get it. You don't understand. It's really wild. I have just never seen anything like it. Yeah. I was reading this court document from years ago because Amy was actually arrested in 2001 for, no, no for fraud. <laughs> <laughs> it's not fraud. They, they, they were the ones who didn't understand what she had said. If she stole somebody's social security number. Oh my God. To get a, she stole someone's social security number to get, to get a $15,000 line of credit. Yep. And she, yep. And she was busted and she ended up doing a year in federal prison. Holy shit. Now she was put on probation afterwards four years probation this was back when she was in colorado springs and i just sort of i read like the this is from her lawyer i guess it's like the motion to get her off probation or whatever and he's like in this in this document the lawyer is basically like my client has like changed she's a pillar of her community <laughs> she, she married this new guy. His name is Sammy. <laughs> I, I swear to God, that, that's what it says. It's it, like she met a man by the name of Solomon Buzaglo, who's now her husband of five years. With her husband's overwhelming support, Miss Buzaglo made drastic changes in her life and formed new positive relationships. They oh, opened a, it says God. she's opened a new restaurant called Amy's Baking Company in Scottsdale, <laughs> Arizona, which is now very <laughs> successful. This makes Little so much the sense. No, <laughs> little this makes they know all the sense in the world. Like, first of all, the eyeliner does give federal prison. <laughs> now it, it makes a lot of sense, and it's yeah, it's like wow. Is this like a love after lockup situation? Could you imagine them? Could you imagine that crossover event? <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> incredible! If we saw Amy on Love after after lockup and wow. Sammy visiting her, well, Sammy <laughs> Sammy had legal troubles too. Oh yeah. yeah. In the eighties. Yeah. Yeah. He, had, yeah. he had some kind of bank fraud happening. I think he got deported because they don't live in the country anymore. Right. They're in Israel. They li- they moved to Israel some years wow. back and 
I don't know if he got deported or not, but there was a USA Today article I was reading that said he's he might get deported. So I don't know if they just moved on their own. Oh, position. they might have tried to avoid stuff. Yeah. Too, they probably right? saw what happened to Joe over in Real Housewives in New Jersey and said, you know what? Never mind. Like, <laughs> he's like in Sicily. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So That's wild. So this restaurant, Amy's Baking Company, opened in 2006. And according to Amy and Sammy on the episode, Sammy invested a million dollars. Really? Into this restaurant. Yeah. yeah, that's like the first thing they say to Gordon. When, what did they spend it on? It looks like a Panera. <laughs> the signs, like, the <laughs> yeah, the black chandeliers, I guess. Maybe. And that floor, that checkerboard floor, <laughs> the dessert case, I guess. I mean, I know it can add up, but a million is a lot. It's a lot of money. Like, I, like, I could get a few hundred thousand because you have to buy the fridge and the stoves and like whatever. But like, but yeah, but she was like very proud of that. She's like, we even he he put a million dollars towards uh, this restaurant. According to Amy, two years prior to the to this episode, she tells Gordon that haters and losers were leaving bad <laughs> Yelp reviews. This is very well, Trump behavior, too. Very <laughs> Trump behavior. She's talking about the haters and losers, and she says because of these haters and losers, her business tanked. It's always the haters and losers. <laughs> now, I did some digging. I went back. I went to Yelp <laughs> to find their old Yelp reviews, <laughs> and I found the review in question that sparked a flame war. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. Between Amy... And this guy who just wanted a meal, just wanted some food at Amy's Baking Company, but had a very bad experience. This is from Yelp. The Yelp reviewer is named Joel L. And he left this review on August 1st, 2010. He says, in retrospect, I should have known better than to step foot into Amy's Baking Company. 8 p.m. on a Saturday night, three tables are occupied. A sign on the door indicates they're looking for an experienced line cook, a dishwasher, a waitress, you name it. Pita Jungle, just a stone's throw away, is packed to the gills. These are all <laughs> bad signs. They go ignored, however, because I'd eaten one thing all day and I had drove here to try their pizza. Never, ever again. The waitress brings me out a water and a menu to my table for one out on the patio, which I had all to myself. Browsing the apps, I was pleasantly surprised to see several things priced $3, which seemed like a bargain given the high price of everything else. $3 top and odd sounded like a good deal, but I was informed that it didn't come with anything. It was $3 extra for bread. <laughs> Since I was solo, I decided to skip it and instead pay $14 for their 12-inch margarita pizza. About three minutes later, the waitress drops off my pizza. Your pizza, she says, leaves a plate and off she goes. I sat for a moment, confused as to how things happened so quickly. <laughs> I tried to grab a slice of the pizza, but it was so blazing hot that I wasn't even going to attempt to handle it. I waited for a few minutes to let it cool off, only to discover that not only had it cooled off enough to handle, but it was actually well-cooled and most likely reheated. Ugh. Now, as... We all know there is a difference between stove and oven hot and microwave hot. Right. It's a different vibe. Well, it's usually extremely hot 
at the beginning. And right? also like, yeah. not heated all the way in some certain yeah, places. Yeah. It's not evenly hot. No. So this dude's like, okay, this pizza was microwaved. After a closer inspection of the pie in front of me, it was evident that it had been reheated as there were smaller tomatoes that had spent their time in the oven, but larger tomatoes that had barely been kissed by the heat of the oven. (laughs) I took a bite and was immediately underwhelmed. The crust had very little character, was slightly sweet, but had that store-bought quality to it. The pesto tasted okay, but the tomatoes were completely tasteless, and overall it just fell flat. It's margarita. The ingredients need to shine to make such a simple pizza. These ingredients were subpar. After two small pieces, I decided I was wasting my calories and just gave up on it. (laughs) So I sat outside, not eating, and sat and sat. Where the hell was my waitress? I glanced inside a few times, hoping to catch her eye, but she must have been occupied elsewhere. The owner comes out. How do you like your pizza? Instead of immediately responding, I asked how it had come out so quickly. In short, he told me another table had ordered it, decided they didn't want it, and it sat in the kitchen for two minutes, who in turn decided to send it out to me since I didn't order anything else. (laughs) Me, well, it didn't taste really fresh. Him, no, no, our pizzas are the best. Ask our customers. You're the first person since we've opened to ever not like our pizzas. (laughs) He got very defensive about the pizza, but I hadn't really launched a harsh harsh criticism on the pizza, so I just said I didn't really enjoy it. So I sat some more with an empty drink and realized they wanted me gone. The owner wouldn't make eye contact with me. The server never came back out and asked if I want something else, and they still hadn't refilled my drink. I sat on a patio alone and decided to have a smoke. The waitress comes out. Sir, there's no smoking sign over there. I was told to tell you not to smoke here. Me. Is this the last fuck? Is this the last fuck you in this experience? Her. Yes, I think so. She walks away. I walk inside, pay the bill and leave. No apologies, no discounts on the bill, nothing. $18 for weak iced tea and shitty pizza. This is arrogance in the worst form. I can forgive bad food, but I cannot forgive misplaced arrogance and the blatant dismissal of a customer, whether you agree with them or not. Perhaps the sign on the door should also say wanted new owner. I cannot, for the life of me, recommend this restaurant to anyone. So that is the review that <laughs> sent Amy and Sammy over the edge. Why would you wow. ever admit to giving someone a pizza that was for someone else, but they didn't want right. <laughs> Like, Like, and once you admit that and he says it's not good, don't you just say, I'm so sorry. Like you immediately apologize and not double down in that situation. Yeah. Even if you believe he's a piece of shit or the customer's wrong, you just, you're, that's what you're supposed to do is be like, I'm so sorry. Can I get you something else? But they actually did something wrong here too. Right. Not just the food wasn't good, which is like, can, can be objective, right? I, like I, I don't even buy that, that pizza was meant for someone else. I think he really did microwave it, but on his toes, he thought that was a good excuse. Yeah. Right. It's the same. They never touched it. It's the same pizza. <laughs> oh my, can you imagine? In my mind, Amy printed that out for sure. And she read it over and over and over. And she's wearing a bathrobe and she's pacing back and forth in her room. And she's just screaming. There's crying. 
Sammy's on the bed and he's scared. I love the reveal <laughs> that like, even though Sammy's an abusive asshole, he's terrified of Amy. Like 100%. that's weird. Oh yeah. Yes. It's, it's the only so person funny. he's truly afraid of. Right. <laughs> like he's met his match, but also I think Amy's insanity gets him really horny. I was going to ask what kind of sex oh, you guys think they have. Oh, damn it. I didn't even go there. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> I'm so upset go. right now. I, you know what? I just judging because I've been to both their current Instagram pages. Mm. They're still together and they still seem just as much in love as they were because you know what? That's the best it's going to get for either of them. I think Amy sure. is on top and she doesn't let him speak. During sex, I think you're <laughs> absolutely correct. I believe that. I, that. There's no other way. You're right. You're right. So Amy wrote a rebuttal oh to this review. That is Yelp. the good thing about Yelp because we can never rebut our podcast reviews. Right. <laughs> Which honestly, I'm kind of grateful for because right. I don't need to go down that road I, I when I'm hungry and I'm. Yeah. <laughs> God, if we had the power to that, this is why I don't read. I haven't read the Apple podcast reviews in years. Me too. Because I just don't. It's like, you know what? You don't like the show. Fine. Because if right. I was, like hangry one day. Oh, yeah. Me too. And I saw somebody complaining that they didn't like that. This was a comedy show. Yeah. One more and I, time. Can, I had the opportunity <laughs> to write back to them. <laughs> <laughs> it would not be pretty. So Amy Amy wrote a bunch of stuff. I'm just going to read some excerpts from it. She said, as for you having the patio all to yourself, unless you have been living on another planet in the summer, it is summertime in Arizona, moron. <laughs> Only tramps and losers want to sit outside oh. in a hundred degree temperatures. Tramps? <laughs> Jesus. And, and then she continued... And as for the overpriced menu items, if you think that $12 is too much for an entree-sized organic salad or $14 is too much for an amazing pizza, then perhaps you should just go to the pita jungle. That is a stone's throw away. And if you get lucky, maybe you can even dig up someone to take with you so you can share a $5 falafel. <laughs> Wait, what is the pita jungle? <laughs> The pita jungles mentioned a oh, lot. Oh, pita, P-I-T-I-A. Like yes. A, okay, so this sounds like a restaurant from the 90s. <laughs> the pita jungle is mentioned many times in various Yelp reviews by customers who said, then the owner screamed at me to go to the pita jungle and said... <laughs> and these are all reviews like before the show was taped. I love that they have some beef with the pita jungle. Like... They probably look at that jam-packed restaurant nightly right. and can't figure out why everyone's going there when they have organic microgreen salads. <laughs> like, then yeah. she ends it with, do us a favor and keep your ugly face and your ugly opinions oh. to yourself and go back to the restaurant that you really work at. Oh, So she's like accusing him of being a like a sab a saboteur like a, oh my God. like he works for another restaurant yes and he's just going like well first of all couldn't you leave a bad review on yelp even if you never went there technically yes which is yeah. why the only yelp reviews i looked at were the ones pre-2012 right because then it's just a lot of haters and losers well, who watch the show well yeah because like you my favorite is when you go on Yelp and it's like this business has been getting a lot of reviews lately. Yeah. I'm sure you want to proceed. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh-huh. Right, because they're in the news for something bad and then everyone just goes and leaves them bad reviews about whatever 
yeah. not the food. I mean, they might deserve it, but... I have one more really excellent Yelp review. It's necessary because Sammy wrote a response. Oh, good. And it's amazing. So this Yelp review was written November 17th, a month before the taping began. And it's from Stephen C. He said, We were very disappointed with this restaurant. The food and service were average, three-star. However, it was disappointing seeing the owner turn away a family of four with two young children, citing that reservations were required when the restaurant was only a third occupied. Two minutes later, a couple came into the restaurant and were immediately seated at a table for four without reservations. As parents... It was seeing this discrimination that resulted our o- that resulted in our overall grade of r- one star. I am attaching the response I received from the owner below. I think it illustrates his attitude towards customer service. <laughs> <laughs> so Sammy responded, "Hello, Stephen. Yes, I did refuse a family this evening without reservations. I actually refused hundreds of people earlier, as I do every weekend." <laughs> Why does he think he is making the situation better? This is really funny. It's pretty incredible. I did not refuse this family due to the fact that they had children. I refused them because they did not have a reservation. If you think that my restaurant deserves one star because of that, and you feel better about yourself by posting some stupid, (laughs) pointless Yelp review, then perhaps next time you should eat at the pita jungle. (laughs) The peanut jungle's like, damn, we're getting all this free advertising. Seriously. <laughs> we oh my God. We acted this is Studio 54. Like, what is happening? Right, right. <laughs> we send tons of people like you to them on a daily basis. So enjoy. I mean, I have to give them credit. It is very funny to say Peter Jungle. <laughs> as far as a business name goes, that's the funny one to pick. <laughs> Oh my gosh. This this is incredible. I think this the funny thing for me about this episode is like I didn't I hadn't seen it, but I saw all the internet hubbub about it. And I always assumed it was um Amy. So when I realized that Sammy was just as bad, it just really yeah. elevated it for me. <laughs> I feel like he I don't even know why he's doing it. Right. Where I get why Amy's like she has the it's like he's just going along with it or something. It's really weird to me. Like it's like fun for him or something. Yeah. It's or he thinks he's defending his wife. Like so for him, I think it's this noble thing. So. Yeah. It, the, the last paragraph of this, he says, additionally, perhaps you should be man enough to post your picture next to your review. <laughs> So so we can see who you are. It's very easy to hide behind a computer screen while virally attacking hardworking business owners. We have a name for people like you. The Camel Toe Mafia. What? <laughs> I'm Got sorry. Him. It says... Just a bunch of pussies hiding behind their computer screen. I am very sorry that I did not reser- refuse service to you. Thank you, oh Sammy, God. the owner. <laughs> what is the camel toe mafia? They made that up. Yeah. It's like you act like it's an old saying. Yeah, yeah this <laughs> is definitely something he and Amy only say. They've oh only my God. Said it. Wow. Look, they have a way with words. I'll give them that. I will give them that. For sure. <laughs> hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. 
Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm the queen of starting a free trial offer and forgetting to cancel it, oftentimes being charged for months for something I'm not even using. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes, but let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. With Rocket Money, I can see all of my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, I can cancel it with a tap. I never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill, and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. It's definitely saved me money and now I can use that money to waste on things I do want. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. That's rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. In the Kitchen Nightmares episode... It actually gives us a dinner service scene before Gordon even arrives. I mean, this episode is like a radical departure from from the other episodes for a variety of reasons. It's right. It's different. It like the formatting slightly different just because of how bonkers this restaurant is. I think they really wanted to show too what it was like before Gordon showed up, so these mm-hmm. people couldn't say it was because of him. Right. So there are some very bizarre practices at Amy's Baking Company. For example, servers are not allowed to use the POS system. That was irritating to me as a former waiter. Yeah. I can't even imagine how irritating that would have been. How does that even work? If you can't use the computer to input the orders. You have to tell Sammy. And it's just like this other step, like... It's stupid. Right. Sammy and Amy are there every single day because they don't trust the workers that work for them. Or anyone. Or anybody. (laughs) (laughs) They're also not allowed to handle money or pour wine. Uh, We early, like during this initial dinner service scene, we see that scene described with the pizza. The guy, not the reviewer but the the guy who was at the taping who they got into a fight over the pizza taking too long right and the cops end up getting called sammy uh is screaming at getting in his face amy's calling him a pansy and a little weenie (laughs) (laughs) i mean the drama they really should be like on broadway i think anyone who stands up to them is not a pansy (laughs) that's pretty scary like (laughs) yeah i agree and it's always an indication of how things are not like how a moment in reality tv is legitimately crazy when you see the pa step in yeah when like the fourth wall gets a little broken absolutely they're there with their clipboard right like stop sir (laughs) 
So we see a PA step in to try and break up this fight at one point. The next day, Gordon finally arrives at this restaurant and he, upon walking in, he's like, well, this place looks nice. Like he's kind of like, there's no bad, noticeably bad decor here. He sees the dessert case. He's like, wow, these desserts look beautiful. And Amy and Sammy are on their best behavior. For about five minutes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They're on really good behavior. Amy boasts to Gordon that she made all of those desserts in the dessert case. I'm shocked by this revelation. I really believe it though. No, we don't. And even though she said that many times, I was reading a Reddit AMA with one of the servers who's featured on this show, who we will talk about a little later. And she, people were talking about, because people were asking like, did she make the desserts? Did she really make the desserts? And the and the girl on Reddit was like, I have no idea. I don't think so. I And people were like speculating like that was not the kind of commercial kitchen that you could make all those desserts in. Right. That's what I was wondering. And like, when would she have the time if she's the head chef of the whole operation as well? Because they usually would have a pastry chef. Yeah. That's their, yeah. their sole, you know, job is making these cakes. I did, I did wonder about that actually. Cause it's like, I know cake decorating and getting them to look that polished is incredibly difficult. Right. And you really need space and like an area to work. You couldn't have that in a hot kitchen. No. With working with frosting and whatever, like you couldn't. It just seemed, yeah, logistically it seemed impossible. So unless she had some other industrial kitchen set up somewhere. Right, where she brought them in. And and she never mentioned ever having any kind of like degree or like special training in cooking. And these were like... Or baking. These were not like rustic looking things. No. These were very uh, polished, professional looking cakes. Thick fondants, yeah. Like the patisserie challenge on uh, on Bake Off when they have to make the those like elaborate desserts, right? And also the slices were perfect and even, yes, right. Yes. It just looked mm-hmm. very store bought to me. I don't doubt they were good. Several other, I actually read some reviews, some old reviews from like the newspapers about this restaurant, like. And pretty much every restaurant reviewer said the same thing. Like, the food's okay, but really it's all about the desserts. Well, and you can buy desserts that are high-end. I mean, yeah. so she might have been spending a lot of money on them. I don't doubt it. So he's like, wow, these desserts look great. Like, what's everything looks fine on first view, and what's wrong with your restaurant? And Amy fills him in. The haters and the losers are attacking our business, <laughs> and they're the problem with this restaurant. Not anything to do with us. Yeah. People are attacking us. They want to bring us down. And he's like, The rock okay. was not inside the fridge this time. It was in the owners. <laughs> right. The rot was in Amy's brain. Because, no, even the kitchen was perfection. Like, yeah. Yeah. It, it was it, the first time ever on Kitchen Nightmares where we actually see a spotless kitchen. Yeah. And it was in Gordon even remarked, he's like, wow, this is the cleanest kitchen I've ever seen. Yeah. And usually the kitchens are hideous. Yeah. They're awful. Yeah. So Katie, the server, tells in her confessional, yeah, the kitchen is clean, but it's Amy and Sammy's personality. Yeah. Like, that's the problem with this restaurant. We're watching people, like, actively get human trafficked. Uh, I mean, these servers are so abused. We later find out in the episode that they've gone through, like, a 100 servers in a year. They must all have PTSD, like... 
Because <laughs> this seems like stressful. Like these girls, some of the, one of the girls was like in tears. Katie. Yeah. Was that Katie? Katie. Yeah. When she's getting fired and Sammy's like, no, no. And it's like, uh, what must you be thinking in that situation? I mean, imagine how Amy talked to those servers and Sammy talked to those servers when there weren't cameras rolling. It's crazy. Uh, these were like hostages gleeful to get in front of the cops and like have somebody save them. They were so happy to talk shit about them. Oh my God. It must have felt great. <laughs> oh God. And that is one of my favorite. <laughs> that is one of my favorite aspects in general about Kitchen Nightmare is the servers and like the bussers who you can just see the looks on their faces that they are so happy that someone is finally intervening. Yeah. Right. <laughs> they're like smirking in the background and right. berating the owners. Oh God, that must be the best feeling. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine Gordon Ramsay like destroying your evil boss in front of your eyes? Like, I I noticed that every time Katie served him a different dish, she just looked at him and smiled like, "Oh, I know this is gonna go down. I'm so excited and I can't wait." (laughs) Right? Well, I and he really like he gets in like they're like in a little friendship, right? Him and the waiter at some point, and I love that about the show too. So let's talk about what Gordon ordered, what he ate. He Ugh. he had the fig and pear pizza, and it's he he notices immediately this is way too sweet for a pizza. I mean, you usually have if you're gonna do like a sweet and savory combo, you usually have only like one sweet element, right? Yeah. Like you blue cheese like and pear, or, yeah, something like that, right? Or caramelized onions with something, yeah. But this was. Fig and pear, he said, just it didn't appear to be any other savory elements on it. It wasn't mentioned. It wasn't mentioned. He said it was very sweet and the dough was raw. And that did look like a very half assed, slapdash, put together pizza from store bought dough. It was white. It was all like white. There was no (laughs) crispiness on it. No, there was no brown edges or anything. I think you guys are both wrong because I cut into it and it was crispy and I looked at the bottom and it was well, perfectly done. So, <laughs> well, let's wrong. talk about the blue ribbon burger. <laughs> That's the other thing he ordered. I, you just know that Amy concocted this abomination uh, and thought it was genius and very gourmet. Yeah. I think Amy has a bank. list of gourmet ingredients that she sees mm-hmm. from other restaurants <laughs> and she just puts them all together. She's right, like, why yeah. not fig and pear? Right. <laughs> How about she just, that? Like, opened up Food and Wine magazine and just like, like, let me just close my eyes and put my finger down at any word. I'm going to add that to this yeah. burger. Like, yes. truly, 27 ingredients on the damper that all conflict with each other and overpower yeah. each other. So, on this blue ribbon burger was blue cheese, mushrooms that were like sauteed, garlic aioli, truffle oil. Bacon, oil and like mayo truffle oil needs to be used sparingly and why would you ever put truffle oil on that burger with all those other strong flavors it makes no sense like it is irritating to me it would the way he like dipped the he like tipped it over after he cut it and it just dripped out just like like a river of juice it was so drippy it's too (laughs) it's you can't eat it like that. It was, and you get the feeling that was truffle oil. 
Not right. like juicy yeah. meat. Like <laughs> juice. She, she <laughs> doused it. She doused it. It was bad. Then he got the salmon burger, which he noticed was overcooked. And he said it was like eating dry cat food. This later becomes a, a little squabble they have in the kitchen because Gordon tells her that the burger was too soggy and had too many f- flavors and that the salmon burger was too dry. And she goes, well, was it too dry or too soggy? It's like two different things. He's bitch. like, I'm talking about the. <laughs> Which one is it? Which one is it? Huh? She thought she got him. No. <laughs> right. Oh, I, 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 wa- I was like, so, Gordon, why would you ever order the salmon burger at a place like this? <laughs> it's like oh. some of his order choices. I guess he's trying to like figure it out. Whereas I'd be like, I'm not ordering a salmon burger at this fucking place. Like, no way. Like, no. I said last episode, he orders the salmon. If it's on the menu, he always orders it. Right. I, I think he loves salmon. I think he loves salmon. But I think I said on last episode too, I think it is a good test of a restaurant, their fish. Yes. Yeah. Uh, whether it's fresh and good. Oh, I mean, that is a gamble though. I he, just would never want to eat it personally if I don't trust the place uh, fish right. wise. The last right. thing he gets is the red pepper ravioli, which he <laughs> describes as sweet and spicy and just overall like a bizarre flavor profile. There's also bacon. And the worst the most offensive thing about it is that he notices immediately that these are store-bought raviolis. Yeah. And it's giving Costco. It's giving Costco jumbo raviolis. <laughs> yep. We all look <laughs> the rest, delicious. Right? We've all seen them. We've all seen them. We've all bought them. They're delicious, but if you're gonna tout your restaurant as having very fresh ingredients. Yeah. And being everything's homemade. It's a different vibe. To get a fresh ravioli. Mm-hmm. You know it's a fresh ravioli when they're charging like $21 and you get three raviolis. Right. Right? <laughs> That's why I'm always like, this should... Uh, we need to get another pasta. I did <laughs> I did read another Yelp review that said $22 for four raviolis. What a ripoff. <laughs> and I, like you said, I could understand that at like a very nice high-end place where they're making their pasta fresh. Right. And that took like yeah. two hours to make. Right. Right. Where it's like very high quality pasta, but this is not that. No. Gordon confronts Amy and Sammy in the kitchen and Amy is not having any of it. Mm -hmm. This is a woman, like I said before, cannot take criticism. Everyone loves this ravioli. There's corn in it. (laughs) Everyone loves corn. You know that. I mean, she's like someone who doesn't get how to create a finely balanced dish. It's yeah. like she knows they're supposed to be sweet and savory elements, but she doesn't know how to like knock it out of the park. And you can it's really like fuck it up. Food. Yeah. If there's just like one too many things, you know, like they say you take one thing off before you right. leave the house. Yeah. Like she's adding three things. I think she thinks it makes it interesting. Like it's red yeah. pepper ravioli with corn and like cilantro aioli, like whatever it is. It's always like too much. Yeah. She doesn't understand a flavor profile, even though that's what she accuses Gordon of not understanding. Right. <laughs> she she tells him, uh, have you ever heard of a flavor profile before? <laughs> and he's like, no, I only have Michelin star rated restaurants. I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay. <laughs> Amy com- combats him, telling him that the pizza, that her customers say that the pizza is the best pizza they've ever had in their life. Mm-hmm. I find that hard to believe, knowing, yeah. knowing from you, Desi, that there's a very famous pizza restaurant in Arizona. It's one of the best in the country. Right. Yeah, it's crazy. What's it called? 
It's called Pizzeria Bianco. They actually oh. just opened one in LA. We have to go. We have, we have to go <laughs> immediately. <laughs> so then we get to the dinner service portion where Gordon is there to observe. And this is the infamous scene where Katie, the server, who, by the way, is like 17 or 18 years old during this. Right. She's, They've already hired all the um, older waiters in, in Phoenix. Now they're yeah. down to the teenagers who don't know any better. Right. They're getting people from high school, like young kids. This is their first job, maybe. I don't know. Right. But, um, and Katie is like the sweetest thing she's just like so sweet and she just wants to do her job yeah and amy is trying to rush a bunch of orders out and she's saying bring that to this table and katie says katie knows it's wrong so she says are you sure and amy loses it (laughs) because katie has just questioned her authority oh my god this is extreme like abusive parent behavior like where the yeah. kid knows they're wrong but they can't say you're wrong so they have to do it in a sweet question <laughs> and even right. that gets them furious like you know there's no winning huh. sorry you know she reminds me of kate goslin john and kate plus eight plus <laughs> vicky gunvalson from real Housewives of orange county it's oh, a wow. terrifying combination yeah wow that's a good call yeah yeah she's terrifying you do not want to cross amy b no uh and yet there's no way you can question her ever, ever, no matter how, no. even if you make it look like you're stupid, or you know what I mean? Like, wait, I didn't hear you. Like, you just can't. No, this, this fight is out of control. Amy calls her a poisonous little viper. <laughs> that was iconic. I you mean, have to admit. <laughs> it was an iconic, it was, it's definitely an iconic turn of phrase. It's also, it's also ridiculous because Katie, like I said before, is like the sweetest, most just... Yeah, she's that's crying, what you girl. call like the person who fucks your husband, like yeah. <laughs> not the seventeen-year-old who's crying, you know. <laughs> yeah, poor Katie is crying, and she's like, "I, I quit," you know, and and Amy's like, "You're fired," because Amy, Amy needs to have the last word. Oh, totally. Amy kicks her out, and there's a customer, I guess, in the back. Oh, oh. Then we learn. We also learn that not only are these servers being verbally abused by Sammy and Amy, but Sammy is also pocketing their tips. <laughs> I couldn't believe they admitted this on camera. Evil. And he had like no sense of like, like contrition. He was like, yeah, I take the tips. Like, what are you talking about? Of course I do. I have to work here too. So therefore I get all of them. That makes sense to me. Why are you looking at me like that? Like he had no concept of that being like the most morally corrupt thing that you could possibly do. <laughs> I love when Gordon told the customers. That gets me off when he tells the customers. (laughs) It was hot. I have to admit. Yeah. He goes into the dining room and he alerts the customers and he said, would you guys be like mad to know that the tips you're leaving for your servers are actually going to the owner? And the customer said, that's horrible. Yeah. I mean, people were rightfully outraged. Yeah. Well, because it's fine to pay your employees a good salary and they don't rely on tips, but then you don't charge the customers tips. You say no tips. We pay a living right. wage. Whatever. Like, yeah. Right. If that's the case. You but don't pocket them. That's crazy. Katie mm-hmm. confirmed uh, on her Reddit AMA that servers were making $8 an hour. 
So they were making a minimum wage. Right. They weren't even making a good wage. No. Yeah. It wasn't like we pay our servers $15 or $20 an hour. Right. And with tips, you probably would have gotten much more. Even if you you were getting the low, whatever it is, $2 an hour that waiters get sometimes. Right. And just think of all the customers who probably over tipped the servers just based on the behavior they witnessed from Amy and Sammy. Like they felt bad for the servers. So they tipped them like you know, 40% or whatever. But it's like, Sammy is like, it's like with these two, it's always for me, the fact that they just willingly admit things that any other person would know to hide (laughs) in shame. Right. Like that's the level of evil that we're working with. Like they've seen no consequences to their behavior. Like these are people who've been to prison and still don't seem to understand consequences. Let's think about that. Yeah. Yeah. And and they also (laughs) don't give a shit. They're not even ashamed of it. I, yeah. I just, and it's like, how do you, how do you, <laughs> taking tips from a waiter is just the lowest of lows. Like you're obviously a millionaire if you've paid a million dollars to put this restaurant together right? and you're taking like 20 bucks or whatever it is from a waiter. It's just sick. Well, when Gordon leaves the restaurant that night, he does give Katie a tip. Kate, Katie said on the AMA that he gave her 20 bucks. There you go. Uh, And he said, that's for you and only you. So the next day, Gordon comes back to the restaurant to do his whole, we're going to fix this place up segment. He finds the restaurant is closed for some reason. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, we'd heard earlier in the episode that Amy and Sammy refused to open the business if both of them can't be there because because they don't trust their servers. So they won't even open it and let like, they don't have like a manager. It's them. They're the managers. I'd love to know why both of them couldn't be there. Like what other things do they have going on? She was blow drying her hair. Yeah. Like we, they knew they had to be here for this taping and they didn't schedule that. Yeah. They're like, we can't make it. That's our day. Mental health day. Right. So Gordon decides to meet up with two former employees, Jessica and Henry. Henry says, Sammy was always in a bad mood. He can't take com- complaints. He he made me wash his car one day. Ugh. Can you imagine? Can you? This is, this is why people quietly quit. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Jessica said she saw at least 50 employees come and go in the year and a half that she was working there. She also talks to Gordon about how she saw Sammy and Amy yell at customers if they ever complained. So this is a very common theme. They will just get in the face of everyone. Doesn't matter who you are. You know you're bad if any wild complaint lodged against you makes complete sense. Right. Not once is any of these things (laughs) doubted. Right. You you totally believe it. You're like, yeah, "Yeah, I can see him. There's not a moment of like, no one would do that. It's like, yeah, that sounds about right. (laughs) So later he does meet up again with Amy and Sammy. And Amy has let her hair down. She's being very combative. He's, Gordon's telling her about the raviolis again. He's like, don't, don't. He's like really upset about these raviolis. Yeah, he really is. If you've watched this show, you know... He does not like frozen raviolis or pasta or anything like that. Like he doesn't if you specify that something is fresh on the menu and it's and he discovers that it's frozen, he becomes livid. Yeah. He really that really sets him off. Mm-hmm. There was 
one episode we talked about last week where he was livid that they said they had the catch of the day, mm-hmm. but it was just a bunch of frozen fish in the freezer. He's like, do you know what catch of the day means? <laughs> Start with the first word. Yes. Um. So there he's he's going off about these raviolis and don't say they're fresh if they're not and and he's he's chastising them for screaming at katie and he's horrified by their behavior and and amy of course is the victim in all of this and says that uh-huh. katie talked to her she had an attitude with me and it was unacceptable sammy then breaks the fourth wall and says okay if we're gonna continue to do the show <laughs> and gordon kind of like tries to cut him off and then and then he says this is not a show for me yeah and he confronts them about what their former employees jessica and henry said and he says i heard that you had a turnover of more than 50 people and then sammy interjects with no no that's wrong it was actually a hundred (laughs) people But after Amy denies it. Yes. <laughs> the shocking reveal. He was like, no, that's a lie. It was more like a hundred. Maybe even See? more than that, actually. Yeah. She's a liar. <laughs> it was a hundred. <laughs> the look on Amy's face when Sammy crossed him, when Sammy crossed her, I was a little worried. It was, I wouldn't have been surprised if her head turned like the exorcist. Like... <laughs> she can't handle the fact that her husband mildly like that he corrected her about this and also um made it worse made it, made it, <laughs> yeah. made it even worse in front of gordon so she's like i need to get up i have to dr- i have to get up i have to drink water what are you going to stop me from drinking water you can't stop me from drinking water she continues talking like this all the way to the kitchen where the cameras have followed her she is just talking to the refrigerator at this point. She broke in this moment. This Did broke you her. That she, she had an ace bandage around her wrist. <laughs> yeah. Of course you did. I yeah, just want to We say, don't know what that was from. She probably gently punched her like sofa the night before. And Great. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say that Gordon, before she got up, he looks at her and he goes, Look at your eyes. Look at how beautiful <laughs> you are. <laughs> That is one of the coldest reads ever, right? <laughs> it's like so it's like so vague but also very specific. Yes. Right. <laughs> so when she finally gets back to the table, Gordon says, he tells them, I think you're too far gone. And then Amy says, Fine, let's end the show. It's Christmas. Let's go home. It's Christmas. <laughs> and Gordon says, I cannot help people who can't help themselves. And then he gives them this like really great reality check speech. Yeah. One of, so his, funny. One of his iconic speeches that are very, um, you know, all about accountability. Yeah. All about being honest with yourself. And he reiterates to them, you guys can't be honest with yourself, basically. And he says... You have the right to run your business the way you want want it. And I have the right to do the right thing. And that's to leave. <laughs> and then he gets up and leaves. Yeah. It was powerful. I think I'm going to buy her water cup 
It had, it was like a clear plastic reusable cup, but it had three cats on the outside and it said cat lover underneath. Oh my God. That's, that's the thing about Amy. That is good. She does love cats. Right. (laughs) Much to my chagrin, the one thing about Amy B, not a great representation for cat parents out there. Not, Not the best representation for us. Well, imagine how charming she would have been if the crazy behavior on her part was just the way she talked to her cat sons. Right. We would have right. all loved Amy. <laughs> That's what she doesn't realize is she could have become a beloved folk hero if she was sweet as honey, maybe a little nutty. Yeah. We she, love nutty. We like nutty. Just be sweet about it. Yeah. Right. Like be a weirdo. I don't care, but don't be an asshole. Yeah. yeah they were beyond the pale. They I mean, were completely beyond it. The following season for the premiere of season six, they did, they had to do an update, an updated episode called Amy's Baking Company Revisited because like we mentioned at the top of this show that this episode went viral. Most of this episode is bullshit. It's just a rehashing of what we already just watched. They show there's like a BuzzFeed reporter who's like, this story was popular. Yeah. And then they show all the comments on Twitter that people made. It's right. like a bunch of news clips where people are talking. Have you heard about Amy's Baking Company? I mean, yeah. just to show the scope of like how popular it was, how popular mm. this episode was. They there was also a Amy's Baking Company Facebook page that was mentioned <laughs> Because obviously the page was flooded with comments from viewers of their episode. Yeah, I definitely remember checking that out at the time. Oh my God. It was nuts. And Amy and Sammy, of course, doing what they do, they responded to a lot of those comments. Mm -hmm. Imagine. They they had the time. (laughs) I would get chills if Amy responded to something I wrote. Like I, I would be scared. And I'm and I mean chills <laughs> not in a good way. In a way that I would be scared. Just like when um we talked about how I would never, ever, ever have her on this podcast. <laughs> you could picture her showing up at your door with a pizza or something. I would definitely have her on my podcast. Make no mistake. <laughs> you are made of sterner stuff than I. I can I not, come on, Kara? Can, I'm, yeah, scared. I'm scared of her. Rachel's more scared of ghosts and demons than we are. It's true. <laughs> I live for this. I would love it. <laughs> One of Amy's Facebook comments that she left during this said, we are not, this is all caps, by the way. We are not freaking out. We do not care about a witch hunt. I am not a witch. I am God's child. Uh, Piss off all of you. Fuck Reddits. Fuck Yelp. Fuck all of you. Bring it. We will fight back. Look, if you're not freaked, if you're not freaked out, you don't use all caps. <laughs> like, all yeah. caps means you're mad. It's the right. definition of mad. Right. right. So Amy and Sammy then claimed that their socials were hacked and actually we didn't make all those deranged comments. Okay. Okay. If someone's hacking your account, they're not going to use it to be mean to people. They're going to do other things. Yeah. They're going to make posts or something like that that would get you more in trouble, right? Yeah. They're not right. going to respond to people being uh, respond to people in the exact same voice saying the exact same things that they would actually <laughs> believably say. Yeah. Well, AI technology has really come a long way, Rachel. So. <laughs> That's true. That's true. 
We do get to see some bonus footage that we didn't see in the episode in this revisited. We see their submission video. And I what I love about this clip from their submission video is that you can hear Sammy in the background shouting at someone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, we see footage of them arguing about gnocchi because it comes out of the package. And Gordon is like, oh, this is like bonus footage from the episode Gordon is like berating her about their packaged gnocchi, which definitely looks like it came from Costco. And he looks at the package and he's stunned to see that it says no refrigeration required. He's like, what's in this if you don't Uh, refrigerate it? Oh. And we see interviews with the former employees. Katie, she says the restaurant became a tourist attraction. Customers are interviewed. I mean, of course... These, this is also, these are also the kind of reality personalities that I hate, much mm-hmm. like, much like a big Ed character where they then yes. try and capitalize on their notoriety. They then try to make it like, oh, I'm in on the joke. Yeah. Like, no, you're not. Right. We all right. hate you. Yes. Like, cause they had merch that was like, what was it? Like, demon. Oh, it was just like sort of evil. Crazy Amy B. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm crazy. Um, or whatever. I'm a gangster. Anyway, the yeah, the, the the revisited episode, it's like there's some stuff in there, but it's not that interesting. The one thing I want to end on this episode with is the AMA that Katie, the server, did about her oh, yeah. time working at Amy's Baking Company. She was asked... What was your favorite dish at Amy's Baking Company? What was your least favorite dish at Amy's Baking Company? And Katie said, they never let me try their food and I never (laughs) felt like paying for it out of my own pocket. So I actually never tasted anything from there. She went to the pita jungle. (laughs) She literally did because she said that in a comment below. She's like, I usually (laughs) eat at the pita jungle. (laughs) (laughs) On a regular day, how many people complained about the food? Were you guys instructed to just throw away food that was sent to the back? And lastly, three words in the form of a question. Are you sure? Because that's what she said to Amy. Well, I just imagine if you got mediocre food, just imagine if you got mediocre food, just because you weren't completely satisfied doesn't mean you go complain to the managers and demand a refund or money back. Most people just let it slide, I feel like. Except on this show, no one let it slide, I guess. And then she said, yes, they were instructed to throw away the food. And responding to the, are you sure? She messed up a table's order numerous times in a row. So when she told me to deliver the dish to that table again, I simply asked, just asked her if she was sure. Didn't mean to get her so offended. Hi, Katie. Your interviews look as if they were shot after the production left the restaurant. Were you interviewed on a green screen? Also, Gordon looked like he was following you to make sure you were okay. Did he say anything to you afterwards? She said, my interviews were done after that. Yes. He didn't say anything to me really other than asking if I needed a cab ride home. When I first read reviews, it seemed like a lot of the foodies this is what Katie said. When I first read reviews, because people were asking, like, did you hear any comments about this rest why'd you apply to work at this right. restaurant was there any like uh I, 
sort of the people talk about it. The people were people already talking shit about the owners. And she said, when I first read the reviews, it seemed like a lot of the foodies quickly started to pick up that the plate, pick the place apart. People who know a lot more about food than I do and can tell if something was truly made there. But people who don't have as much culinary knowledge like me were leaving pretty much positive reviews. And mm. that's sort of what I saw. There were a lot of there were plenty of five-star reviews before this episode was made right. from people who were like, yeah, it was tasty. It was good, whatever. But there were just as many reviews where it was like the food was mediocre and the owner screamed at us. I mean, that makes sense to me. Another person said, "What was what happened on the show the craziest thing you've ever seen them do? Either way, stories. She said, by far, yes, they cut it off short. But the first night after Sammy brutally yelled at and laid his hands on that one customer, the cops did end up being called and everyone had to leave the restaurant and the producers had to pay for everyone's meals. Oh, my God. So she said this other person said, how accurate was the way that Amy was reacting on the show? Is she always like that and that bad? And are there really that many people like that? like this place like she, that like this place like she claims she said i didn't work there long enough to justify a statement for this but i do think the show brought out the worst in them and in and no it is never packed i went there two weeks ago to the pita jungle next door and <laughs> and they had only three small patio tables while the pita jungle was packed inside and out and all the tables seen on the show were put out or were people who had requested to eat there because of the show Mm. She yeah. Uh, she continues in another question. She thinks the soul, the show brought out Amy's inner demonic soul, and <laughs> maybe she only worked there for like a month and a half. She said, "Were the dessert store bought?" Somebody asked, "Were the dessert store bought?" I feel like they were. They just looked too perfect to be homemade. She said, "People keep asking me this, and I have no clue. I'm led to believe that they were yes, but I'm not certain." And then somebody says, "If she baked all those perfect desserts, did she do it in that kitchen? I didn't see the standard pastry chef setup, and I can't imagine she did all of that in her home, which is potentially not legal anyway." Uh, we have a couple more. Were there rumors about this place that you knew of before you started? Why did you apply in the first place? Genuinely curious. She said, I'm new to Scottsdale this year and decided to go job hunting one day around where I lived and somehow ended up getting two jobs, one at Amy's and the other at another restaurant. I did not see a reason to say no to their request for the job offer because, hey, it's money. And also, they seemed very polite during my interview. And I had no clue of their reputation until I Googled her and read the infamous blogs. Mm. Was the events of the show in any way over-dramatized. She said, some customers may have exaggerated a bit in an attempt to be on TV, but other than that, nope, not at all. Anyway, that's the end of her AMA. I'm looking at the Pita Jungle menu. Is it good? It looks good. It's like Mediterranean. I assumed. Uh, well, it could have been more like the 90s Pita places like where it was kind of like pocket? chicken salad Pita like oh. and sprouts. <laughs> but this is definitely more of a Mediterranean lavash wrap like they have lavash pizzas um you know uh that kind of stuff i wish it I looks good now. it's all over arizona it's like a chain i would eat one should we go to the pita jungle do you guys I, i'm gonna try to go yes. next time i'm in phoenix I you should. should i think we should do a girl's trip to the pita jungle <laughs> <laughs> 
We should have a Scottsdale. Uh, Arizona is the land of the pita jungle. It, they're all over. We could go to a really fancy desert spa and eat at the pita jungle. <laughs> that honestly sounds great. Really, and then does. I could go to a casino later. Oh yeah, yeah. Sounds like my ideal vacation, to be honest. Let's it do it. I Let's love a pita. Uh, Does anyone have any final thoughts on this episode before we end? Um, I do want to say that Gordon did say something really funny at one point because he was at the restaurant and they he found out that they have like a doorbell system for the yes. buser. Yeah. So you have to ring the bell every time you want them to come out and get these dishes. And after the waitress leaves, he just goes, ding dong. <laughs> okay. uh, I mean, he missed out on a nice ding dong. The witch is dead joke mm, with Amy. He, did. he really did. That would have been great if, as he was leaving, he rung he rung the doorbell and said, "Yes, the witch is dead." Absolutely, the production really missed an opportunity there. No, uh, yeah. No, I love Gordon. I think he handled himself very well in this episode. Yeah. And I'm just in general blown away by anyone on reality TV. Like my fear about being on reality TV is that I would be so quiet because I wouldn't want to say anything stupid or wrong that I'd be very boring. Yeah. I don't get the people who come on and are actually the most horrible version of themselves. Like I think Amy and Sammy are always sort of bad, but they definitely seemed... Like they couldn't handle this aspect coming in as well. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, and obviously they were, yeah, uh, maybe they weren't at an 11 the entire time, like the whole time in real life. They were definitely at an 11 this entire episode. But just judging by these old Yelp reviews, they clearly have had issues with customers and oh, yeah. people in general that aren't them for a long time. This is like a pattern of behavior. I mean, their baseline is nine and 10. Yeah. So they were mm-hmm. at a for the show. <laughs> right. 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 The show just like it, the show was them at an 11 the whole time. Yeah, definitely. So that's just wild to me. And I, I, I have to wonder how they think they're going to come off. Do you know what I mean? Like there are very moments like where someone can go off and it's a very satisfying reality show because it's like maybe someone who was very meek, finally standing up for themselves. And even though it's kind of chaotic in the moment, it's deserved that they they get that moment. They've earned Mm -hmm. it kind of. I just think Sammy and Amy are the kind of people who don't have that kind of self-awareness to feel any sort of shame. I know about their performances on this show. I always wonder if I want that or I don't. <laughs> right. Like, what must like, it be like to have like no easier? shame? Right. It I seems freeing. Yeah. I know. Because I have a lot of shame. I'm so super much. aware. I'm <laughs> right. too, Yeah. Sometimes to the detriment. We're oh, totally. too concerned about stuff. Anyway. Sorry. What an episode. I was <laughs> I was. Oh, yeah, I'm just sitting in, in stunned silence thinking about them. Definitely uh, lived up to the hype, yeah. in my opinion, yeah. uh, for someone who hadn't seen it. Do I you think know that was why I never to? watched it. Because I was like, eh, it can't possibly be worth it. It was. At that point, yeah. <laughs> but it definitely it was. <laughs> really great episode. Do you know what they're up to in Israel? Well, according to her Instagram page, she's at least posting pictures of very elaborate desserts. There's no okay. videos. There's no videos of her actually making them. 
Because they're like videos, they're videos of the desserts, like they're TikTok or reels, like Instagram reels of these desserts, but there's no, you never see her making them. What's her handle? Gosh, Amy's Baking Company. Oh, it is. It's Amy's Amy's Baking Company. And so she's just in Israel pretending to make desserts. That's what it appears to me. (laughs) Is she? (laughs) What a life. What a life she's led. (laughs) What's amazing about what's amazing about her Instagram is that her profile picture is a picture of her from when she was a small child. Of course. And she (laughs) she kind of (laughs) looks kooky in that. (laughs) Like knowing what she becomes. Yeah, it's it's haunting. But yeah, she has all these pictures of like croissants and it's just like videos sort of panning over the croissants and moving around them. But it doesn't and it's I don't I was wondering I was just wondering that. I bet you she's like 48. I think she's 48. Like she just now? seems like I bet she Yes, now. No, I think she's been 48 since 2013. <laughs> I think <laughs> she's so still true. 48. I don't think she's going to age past that. I think that's her age that she is. Right. Because I've Well, the other thing is I saw like a recent more recent picture of her. She definitely had some more work done. She does Where have a very on the eyeliner. She does have a very cute gray cat. The island. Oh yeah, no. They Sammy's Instagram page. He they have several cats. That that is like I hate that. That's the one redeeming quality about them. I like all these Two weird um, bunny cat bunny cake she makes. It's like <laughs> how dare you make a bunny? You're not bunny vibes. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's interesting that she follows Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. Oh, no, really? What? That's weird yeah. because in the court document that I read, her lawyer was like, she even works for the Arizona Republican, uh, whatever. Really? So maybe she's an AOC fan now. That's bizarre. Huh. Yeah, I'm like looking at her, um, the followers. I mean, she has 30,000 followers almost. Yeah. And the, the people just love her desserts. <laughs> She's just going a safe way. She's <laughs> putting them on a china plate. <laughs> She's still heavily eyelinered. Like it, it is a lot of eyeliner. It's just. Does she post pictures on her Instagram of herself? No. Okay. It's just of her desserts. Yeah. So you're just seeing it on Sammy's. Sammy does have some pictures of him. I like that she also lets people tag her. Like she doesn't, it doesn't appear that she has like restriction. To tag her. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Interesting. Well, thank you so much, Kara, for coming on our show. This was Thank a, you for having me. This was so fun. It was really fun. Let us let everyone know where they can find you. Yeah, you can listen to my podcast. It's called Everyone's Business But Mine. You can go back, what, like a week and listen to a recap that we did for Seeking Sister Wife that was so fun. Yeah, You can listen to, even if you don't watch the show, it was still a really fun episode. Absolutely. Um, yeah, and you can check my Patreon out at patreon.com slash EBBM podcast. I love on your Patreon that you recap all the documentaries me too like the true crime ones (laughs) yes i would love to i'll love to do one with you sometime even for a patreon for sure yeah (laughs) i love i I was re-listening to the one i can't remember the family who all fucked the same guy what was that one called yeah um, what's that one called like literally the worst parents of your whole life um 
what was it called? I always forget. Like as I soon always as forget I... what that one's called too. It's it yeah. was so good. I was laughing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's so horrible. I was laughing my ass. <laughs> in, in an act of masturbation, I relieved him. Um, <laughs> relieved yeah. him. It's just like okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so I love listening to those. Thank you. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely have you over sometime soon for sure. Yeah. Um, okay, great. We'll post some pictures of Amy. Yeah, we'll do some pictures on our Instagram. And thank you, everyone, for listening. We will see you all later this week for the mini episode. Bye. Bye. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.